Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Hello, listeners, heroes of the realms. Welcome back to another emergency episode. We're still going to call it episode 20, though, because we're going to throw a what would you do in there and do some other stuff. But we are so excited to do more Dungeons previews that we're coming back at you with another holiday edition of wild previews today. All right. Uh, I'm talking too much in the intro again. My name is Matthew Jigmalinko Rooks. Today, we're a three man crew. Um, joined as always by Tim Agent C13 McKenzie, the uh, parrot. Sorry, I forget the name of the upgrade already. <laughs> the parrot to my uh, treasure map. I think we used okay. treasure map last time too. But. That's nice. That's a good. That's parrot. okay. That works because those both suck. So, <laughs> is it the parrot? Uh, or is there, is there a longer name for it? For the um, I think it's just parrot. The ranger upgrade. I think yeah. it's just parrot. By the way, you can check out all these upgrades in uh, our previous episode, episode uh, 19, part one. We talked about all this stuff, so you can check out what we're talking about there. Um, uh, also, we're joined by the Diamond Man himself, Chris Double Dubs Wahlberg. How are we doing today, homie? Hey, hey, hey. I am doing awesome, man. I've uh, been up for... 24 hours straight playing dungeons over and over. No, I'm just kidding. I haven't been up that long, but uh, I'm into it. I've been jamming some games and it's super cool. Can't wait to talk about the wild faction today. Hell yeah. It's going to be fun. Uh, I notice you have your earphones on but over both ears. Hopefully that's a, a signifier that you're feeling better. Oh yeah, dude. I'm on, I'm on the total uptick. I'm not on any Tylenol or ibuprofen or any of the pain meds. Yeah. Chris had a uh, ear ear problem ear infection so but it looks ear like infection. he's on he's on the mend sure. so good to see Thank all you. right guys let's uh basically what we're going to do today is just a quick what would you do for to celebrate episode 20 by the way guys episode 20 here we are 20. holy cow it, it came it came quickly um it came a little earlier than i think we thought it would but well, we just realized said. it <laughs> oh sorry, oh, sorry. I, had to, no, I had to get perfect if there's a time <laughs> to drop the line that was it buddy um, hey, no, it came a little quicker, but we are, we were hit with this barrage of content and we were like, Hey, you know what? We only have, how often do we get a chance to kind of preview newly released material for a game we love so much. So we've kind of, uh, dug our, uh, dug our heels in and, uh, pushed out a, a couple quick episodes and we still have at least one more coming up for the remaining content after today. Anyways, I'm droning out, but you can see we're excited about this stuff. We're happy to do it. Uh, Episode 20 will be spent talking about the wild faction. Uh, but before we do that, first, let's jump into what would you do? What would you say you do here? Yeah, all right. What would you do? Today's scenario is presented by the legendary Darklighter. Thank you very much for your submission. 
if you want to submit a situation for what would you do to be featured on the podcast, you can always submit it to the WWYD channel and the Realms Rising Discord, or you can send a DM to one of us here on the show, and we'll try to get it lined up for your scenario to be on a future episode. Screenshots of what we're talking about can be found on the Discord and the Realms Rising webpage, as well as a link in the show notes that you're listening to right now. Remember, the WWYD channel is very active. We'll be getting into a great little discussion that happened in that channel here today for this one. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about what is happening in the game here. It is turn two. It is our turn. So our opponent already went. Um, we have a level 12 ranger against a level 12 cleric. We're the ranger, and the opposing cleric is Rucksack. So a true battle of the titans here, as we have Darklighter versus Rucksack. Um, on the row, we have the Rot, Rake Master Assassin, Deception, Brolin Loreweaver, and a Street Thug. We have five economy, eight damage... And one of the cards we played was Horn of Calling. So those champions are getting reduced by one. And we haven't tracked, used the cloak, or used our ability yet. So all the options are on the table here. Some of the different choices that were presented in the Discord. You know, you can basically get anything on the row right now. Because if you use cloak, you can get rake. So any of the options are out there. Turning our attention over to the Discord now, we see that the voting did lean heavily towards the Rot with Brolin and Deception kind of in second place there. So let's go ahead and talk about um, where things went first in the Discord. So Noodle Tulpa said first Rot, see what flips, then Brolin with the Cloak Gold, which makes sense. And then he goes on to say Deception is tasty, but Rot is more important at this point. If they get Deception next, you could hate by the Thug. User Cafe uh, thought that you know there's a lot of different routes but we'll go rot plus thug themselves um after that uh peter panic chimes in saying that he would go deception the matchup is quite slow in general so deception has a lot of potential to carry while sacrifice is really nice i think ranger is consistent enough that we can pass it up for a potentially game-winning card the cleric not having any bombs yet diminishes the value of sack for them slightly as well Mm -hmm. Our own Scrap Force weighing in, saying that he's on Team Deception. Um, Arknell, Rot, and Brolin as well. They say that it would be hard for them to get the Deception next turn. Peter Panic counters and says, you know, they have six gold in their deck and it's not that hard to um, hit the Deception. I tried crunching the numbers in the geometric calculator, but it's actually kind of tricky because there's a prayer beads that you have to factor in. (laughs) So um, I kind of gave up on the math, but I think they're pretty good shot to get the deception, especially if they're willing to burn their uh, ability to do so. Um, Anyways, after that, uh, you know, Noodle chimed in one more time saying that, you know, let them have the deception. I'd rather them have that than the rot. To which Peter responded basically that um, the he doesn't think the cleric's going to be able to do much with that sacrifice because they don't have any great cards yet. Whereas with this economy advantage and the power of deception, he thinks that we'll be able to 
ride that into a very strong mid game and just kind of overwhelm the cleric where they, you know, cleric without big threats is no threat to us. And if we can force them to buy multiple low value econ cards to fight for the big threats, the value of rot will be decreased because they're not effectively thinning their deck. And then uh, that's kind of where the conversation is left. I wouldn't be surprised if that one uh, gets hashed out a little further. Hope to see how Noodle responds. Overall, for me, though, um, you know, I think I would go the Rot plus see what flips and then likely take the Brolin. Um, it spends your economy very neatly. They are strong cards and and keeping the sacrifice away from the cleric i think is what drives the thinking there um so that's kind of where i'm at with it how about uh tim would you be tempted to take deception or what's your line of play here um i am immediately gonna buy the rot do kind of what you said see what flips um i think uh there's not a good picture of are what we have left in our draw, but I think we've you have we three. I think it's gold. I think it's, it's all just gold. gold. Yeah, yeah. It, and it so, might be the bow, the other bow that gives. Uh, yeah, that that crossbow. might be in there. Maybe that might have been played too. I'm not sure because it's hard to see. But uh, yeah. But overall, like, there's not much left in our deck. Um, I'm probably going to go rot. See what flips. Probably go Brolin. Though I could see maybe tracking to to get to the rot faster. I think um, the whole argument between the rot and deception and what's better in the early game and this and that, I don't want a cleric to get sacrifice. I'm way less worried about them getting deception. Um, and honestly, like if I buy the rot and Brolin, there's not a whole lot on that road that I think looks super tasty for that deception like deception really depends on there being a good good cards in the row when you faction it for it to do a whole lot and whereas the rot's gonna work regardless and it's a i mean just one sacrifice card as a ranger can really speed your deck up like and you're getting it in deck one here because we are right. immediately Shuffling. This is what turn two. Yeah, this is yeah. turn two. So like yeah. you're immediately shuffling. You're getting it in your next after your next shuffle, and yeah. Now, Chris, when you said you would, or you guys are saying um, rot and then bro Lynn. So you're going to burn your um, snapshot for bro Lynn, is what you're saying? No, the cloak. No, we haven't cloaked yet. Oh, cloak! Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Yep. So I, sorry, I thought the cloak. I thought the cloak had already been used. Oh nope. yeah, yeah. I think that's well. I mean, even even before I thought realized the cloak part had gone, the rot is kind of uh, the main choice for me as well. Now I can see the reasoning behind just trying to overwhelm the cleric with deception, and chances are you're probably going to win this game no matter what you do as ranger. Uh, rangers really kind of pick apart clerics pretty easily anyway so yeah I mean, it's yeah. kind of like which way do we want to skin this this goat or however the yeah. saying goes i'm sure that's not it but i don't think it's not, <laughs> different, not it. there's just 10 different ways to skin a goat isn't that the? <laughs> uh, anyway. you are from michigan so what do we know yeah. uh anyways yeah i i do agree rot is a you never want a, a cleric to get a 
sacrifice card, especially if that uh, player is rucksack uh, piloting <laughs> piloting the cleric. Well, I th- um, I, th- I think it really comes down to because the rot and deception are both going to be great cards for me. What's going to help that cleric more is going to be the rot. So that's what I'm going to buy just based off of that set. Uh, they're both would be good for the cleric, but the rot's going to be way better. So I'm going to keep that away from them. if something like death touch or another rot or elven curse or something flips, I'm going to buy that uh, yeah. elven yeah. gift, any of those less than three, but getting both of those getting, keeping Brolin away from the cleric as well. I mean, although to be honest, it, it wouldn't really help the cleric too much against a ranger once they get off, right. it, once they're behind a early rot like that. But. Yeah. No, I think I think we're probably all in agreement here that rot and then see what flips and probably just Berlin is the way to go, right? Yeah. Right. But yeah. I mean, yeah. To, to I, give... I I I guess I would say deception's not a horrible choice by any means. I think that's no, a no. completely valid line of line of thought there. It's probably going to work. Yeah, and it's probably, probably going to work as well. It's just which way you want to go. I think there's the rot's going to be more. Um, consistent to get you there deception is going to get you there and it's got a chance to go really big but it also has a chance to fail pretty hard for you so yeah. there's some players he didn't chime in this time but in previous similar situations nivik has always said that deception he has like a hundred percent win rate or 90 95 percent <laughs> win rate with uh, deception <laughs> as rangers so uh, that's on the yeah. extreme end of it right but right. uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely more towards the safe side or not the safe side, but the sacrifice side of things, especially yeah. versus a cleric. And and like you said, against a cleric, that's you're probably going to win that anyway. As yeah. long as you really don't play bad, you're you're probably going to win that match. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and it can happen where the cleric, you know, gets oh, yeah. in, it's in a good yep. situation, but usually it's it's a really steep uphill climb for the cleric. Well, and I just want to chime in. If there was ever a card that's going to get cleric over the top on a ranger, it, it could be deception. That's you know right. What I mean, like that's the kind of game swinging card that or the do rot. It, so. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. The rot so. takes a while too, though. I mean, I mean, the cleric yeah. loves it, but it still takes a while. That I mean, the cleric, even with an with one uh, early sacrifice, is still. Not guaranteed so, to do well against the so, ranger. So a couple, a couple of quick things here is he's playing the uh, uh, bless a soul cleric here, so he's got yep. a metric ton of healing going on. So he can, I I would say as a cleric, that's going to be a better build in this matchup than like totally. oh yeah or flock. So totally do we yeah. know what dark letter did and how it worked out for him? By the way, did he happen to tell you? He didn't tell me. No, me right. neither. But maybe he can chime in on the Discord at, uh-huh. upon hearing this and uh, and let us know. Thanks again to Darklighter, by the way, for submitting this. We're always happy to receive submissions. Uh, we've actually received quite a few um, listener submissions recently, which is great. We have another interesting <laughs> one yeah, lined up for the next episode where we release the rest of the uh, Dungeons content. And that's actually a what would you do in the... Uh, with the new cards. So it's actually, oh my God. yeah. Yeah. So that'll be a fun <laughs> one to do. It'll be the first one we do outside of the core set. So that'll be a hey, fun. Hey Matt. Did, yeah. Did you say new cards? Is it time to talk about new cards? Now that my friend is how you do a segue. <laughs> oh, sweet. 
Nostra double damage. <laughs> Alrighty, here we go. Greetings, it is I, Nostra Double Damis, a wizard with glimpses of the future of Thandar. Stay a while and listen. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's right, everybody. Nostra Double Damas is back. In fact, he is the main focus of, uh, of our podcast recently, and rightly so, with all of this new content that we've been flooded with. And here we are this week with Dungeons Wild Faction Previews for everybody. This is going to be a fun one. Put your seatbelts on and get ready to discard. Oh, I, I thought there's going to get bigger laughs than that, but <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, I thought in the back of my head, like, there's not as much discard actually. They're like, <laughs> well, there, now, there this is, is interesting. There is, but it's a, it's yeah. It, you, you it got, comes well, at a price. You got to work for it and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but this is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. All right, so I'm going to start out. We're going to start with the low cost and work our way up to the to the eight costers or eight coster, I should say. Uh, I'll start out with the number one. Uh, number, oh, the number hold, one hold card. on once. Can I interrupt for just a second? Yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I just want to say through all these dungeon previews, um, these were all, t- we took screenshots throughout the games and uh, have done quite a number of games to try to make sure we got everything. From what we can see by looking at the cards, it looks like we might be missing a couple. So if you listen to this later and you're like, why didn't they talk about this or that card? It's because it wasn't in the game when we did the screenshots. Yeah. Namely the well, six, there's a six, no yeah. sixth cost action, I think. Uh, that's and, and there's in a couple of the other factions, it doesn't quite line up like we thought it would. So there's yeah. and it's there's again, something going on. This is another good place to say this is beta testing stuff. All this stuff mm-hmm. is subject to change, and most likely some of this stuff will change. So Keep that in mind as well. But still, it'll give you a great idea. The artwork is not going to change, that's for sure. Um, and that's one thing we always love to do. Because what else is there? What makes better podcast content than talking about artwork? <laughs> right. For now, cards that not everyone can see. Well, not assuming not you know w- uh, people can look at it or they've played it a little bit so, later or seen pictures, they can uh, relate well, to it. Anyway. The, and, and there is going to be a Discord channel where all these cards are available and where you can talk about the beta and all of that stuff that's going to be opening up really soon. Probably by the time you listen to this, we might wait until we might make you guys go to the show links until all of them are out. We'll see. We'll probably do it like right after we record this. It's possible. That's possible. It's not by the time you listen to this, it's not going to make. Yeah. By the time you listen to this, it'll be open for sure. Anyway, uh, let's jump into it, guys. All right, so I'm going to start out with the uh, one-cost action. Remember, this is all wild, guys. Uh, this card is called Pester, and it, the artwork is fantastic. It looks, it almost oh, looks yeah. like little, like little kobolds, uh, or they it might does. be like, yeah, like they're little goblins, little goblins. I think maybe, they're or, goblin. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe yeah. not quite kobolds, but I mean, it's borderline. There's yeah, a bunch of yeah. little green-looking dudes with spears. All right. One guy has a look, mohawk. Yeah, yeah, and they don't look too strong, but they are going to pester you. That's for that's for dang sure. Mm-hmm. Hence the name pester. All right, uh, this is this action gives you two gold, and it factions with other wild for three damage. 
All right. It also has a sacrifice ability to uh, make your opponent discard a card. Uh, I think this is a fantastic one cost card. It's great value. Um, if you're going green, if you're going wild, it's really good. Even if you're not, it's still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, don't overlook the sacrifice ability. And I think this will be a theme with if there might be, I think there's maybe one or two other cards that also have the sacrifice to uh, discard or make your opponent discard. Mm-hmm. These can be stacked up at the right time in a game to really cripple your opponent and kind of uh, pull ahead or go for the win or go for the kill in some, in some cases. So don't overlook that ability. It's really strong. It's quite good. Uh, I'm going to give this guys. It's early to bring out the big grades, but I'm tempted for the value. It's a one cost card. I'm tempted to give it an a minus. I might be overreacting a little bit, but but I'm going to start with a minus. What do you guys think? So, so I'm going to agree with you that it's an A minus. Um, the value is superb, especially because it can sacrifice itself. I honestly, I don't care what the sacrifice ability does as much, but the mm-hmm. fact that it's early economy, that if I'm in the wild faction, I'm getting damage as well, and it will faction stuff up. But when I don't want that economy, I can get rid of that card from my deck, and the fact that I can time that with other discards to make a really big turn makes it even better. I think it's a solid a minus. Yeah. Um, okay. So I will admit that I think you guys are a little higher on it than I am, but that I do think it's a powerful card overall. I just want to shout out again that I think all of the one cost actions, they did a phenomenal job designing them. They really Mm -hmm. are. As we get into all of them, I think they're all very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, They're all good. They're all good, yeah. aren't they? There, there's there's not cards like profit and taxation where you kind of mm-hmm. like it hurts you to buy those cards sometimes. And it dilutes the market in a way that mm-hmm. they act as kind of like blocks or uh, they kind of reduce right. the, the feng shui of, of, of how games can go sometimes, you know. I, I, I do agree with you there, Chris. That Yeah. Yeah. They did a great job really mixing it up on the one coster. So I like that about it. Um, as you guys mentioned, you know, you can kind of almost treat this like a fire gem where you buy it early and then you, you rinse it out mm-hmm. later. And then as Matt said, you can, um, really time it for a pivotal moment as well. Mm-hmm. And it, there's multiple pest pesters. I'm guessing there's three, but I don't know that for sure. There so are you three. can, yeah. So, you know, imagine you got that turn where you're going to drop two pesters. That's going to be six damage and two discards on top of the four econs. So I like it. I don't think it's like insane, though. So I'm going to go B on it. But that's just kind of I'm a little early on it. And that's just where I'm at with it. No, that's a more probably stable approach. Good. A good way to balance it out a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, Interesting card, though. And you'll see how it fits in with the theme as we go. So so the next card is going to be a two cost action. And this, this might be my favorite. One of my favorite cards in this set, it's called Ooh. explore. Um, it gives you one gold and two combat, and then it lets you draw a card, then discard a card. And you can sacrifice the sacrifice this card for three combat. So this is really similar to like uh, elven gift in the way that it works some early economy, but it gives you combat and less economy, but it doesn't faction. So like 
that's one of my elven elven gift is one of my favorite cards in the game and so mm-hmm. absolutely i, I find myself really liking this card at the price point for what it does mm-hmm. one economy two combat and a cycle on a two cost card is really good and the fact that like you know what if i really have thinned down my deck or whatever that i can or just to finish off towards the end to get that three combat is a really nice sacrifice ability too. So yeah, I what's would, your grade on it? I think I would give this an A. I mean, it, it, it'd be on the lower end of the A, not quite an A minus, but but I would yeah, I would put yeah. it solidly in an A. Chris, what do you think? We'll keep we'll go we'll keep going in our clockwise order here. What do you think? What's your sure. Doing on it? Uh, well, I wanted to ask uh, Tim if he thinks it's better than Rattling Welcome. Oof. I like Rattling Welcome more myself. Just I I think I think they do different things, and I think they're both really solid in what they do. And yeah. for the price point, they're both excellent. On turn yeah. one, I'm going to buy um, the Rattlings over this, though. I think for probably sure. probably. Yeah. Oh, Depending yeah. on the row, if there's a lot of wild in there, I might go here instead of the rattling. Sure, sure. We should well, make a name for this test. That we should call it the row test or the market uh, test. Uh, yeah. Like if it was, because yeah. that's a really good way to get to the finer to really cut down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> Anyways, Chris, what do you think? What do you think about exploring? I view this almost as like a fixed Elven gift. Actually, um, I think they they fixed Elven gift with this card because I think it's a, a little more balanced, and I think the implication there is that it's a little less powerful. Um, a couple ways that it's obviously less powerful um, is that it's not giving you the full two gold. And another thing that I think is absolutely worth calling out here is that the draw a card, then discard a card, is not a may that is happening. And I have actually had a game where I was like, oh, that's annoying. I'm not going to play Explore this turn. And that's never going to happen to you with Elven Gift or something like that. So um, just a couple small points there that I'm going to knock it down to A-. Obviously, I, go ahead. Are you sure that it's intended to be not a May on this one? Well, I would hope that if 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 they switch it to be a May, it obviously increases the power level. And I would think that they would want it to be that Could- way. Because in the way that they word the cards from like the the first set to this yeah. set, like the we draw should, card, then discard a card is usually implied. This could be beta stuff too, guys. Yeah, yeah, we 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 can't get too far into that nitty gritty. You're right though. For high level play though, this is exactly the stuff you look at. But uh, that could very well change, and by the time this is released, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There you have it. What's your grade though on it, Chris? Oh, A minus, A minus. I'm just gonna knock it down that little bit. I still think it's awesome. I'm still gonna buy it almost all the time. It extends its power into the late game. It's still reasonable buying I, this late. You know, it's a great card, but A minus. Where where I would like this. Sorry to interrupt what you were about to say, Matt. But where I would like this over like Elven Gift is if I'm not factioning, it's giving me combat, and I really like that about this one. Yep. So. Yeah, Joe. It's more combat heavy. Early game, mm-hmm. it's probably our uh, gift is better because it's it's more. Uh, it's gonna depend. Um, I'm gonna also give this. You know, it's somewhere between an A and an A minus. I think it's just an amazing card. It's awesome. It's probably more of an A right now for me, but I might be overvaluing a lot of this stuff. Uh, I want to take a moment to note out that this is the Elf Treasure Hunter in the artwork yeah. that we see. 
uh, exploring a dungeon from a really cool perspective. She's come upon a, a tomb or something um, and treasures nearby. Awesome artwork. Um, it's an, I think it's a solid A for me right now, guys. I might change that later, but yeah. it's just a really good card. You're really happy to see this early. As Tim said, you're happy to see it late. Um, it does, if it is indeed a forced drawn discard rather than a may like gift, it does drop it down to an A minus. But again, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'd agree. I there. will say this might be a mechanic of some of the cards, though, in dungeons is that we get this auto trigger that happens and there's no choice on it. And that might be part of the the how it goes or it might be just a something they haven't ironed out out yet in the beta we'll only time will tell on this we yeah see usually though they like to unify everything so it works the same but who knows if they'll do that in between sets or not anyway right okay uh really nice summary so far chris you've got the next card and that card is goblin guardian it is a two cost wild champion that is a guard of three its primary ability is that it expends to add two combat and it factions to have target opponent discard a card. Um, very cool card. It is. Uh, last time we talked about the cycle of the apprentice trap maker and the master trap maker. Well, this is the first part of that in the cycle for wild. So this little guy, there's a bigger version of him. That's quite similar that we'll be talking about in a little bit. So I think it's cool that that cycle exists throughout all the factions. Um, overall, this card has been like very contextual. I'm not buying it all the time. It, um, you know, it's pretty weak, but it only costs two. So you don't expect to get a ton of punching power out of it. But if you're in green, it's really great, you know. And so kind of all that put together, I'm going to go C plus on it. And that mm. might come off as a little low but um basically i think it's pretty weak unless you're going green so that's my take okay um you know what that's a really good way to put it if if i looked at this on its own after only playing the core set i'd probably give it like a solid b or maybe even a b plus looking at through the context of all of the other dungeons cards though you're probably right it's probably closer to a c plus b minus at best maybe at times it can be great. Um, other times not so much. If you are, if you can use, if you can make use of the discard, obviously it's it shines. If you can't, it's not so great. I will say this now, Chris. Tell me if I'm crazy. I know you mentioned uh, on your stream, I think, about this sword on the um, was it the orc orc ambush? It's ogre the, ambush or whatever. Yeah, o ogre the sword's definitely the, bent. Yeah. The sword and the hilt are at different angles a little bit. And that could be yeah. easily fixed with a little Photoshop. Again, here in the Goblin Guardian, and maybe this is intentional, and the, the handle doesn't necessarily have to be straight, but we've got a crooked handle here. Um, I think that's just goes to here. Yeah, because the goblins, they're like a haphazard creature. You know, they're just throwing so it's it just together. a branch. Yeah, it's just a branch. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just a branch. I mean, that's a nice blade, though. I mean, look, that's a pretty ornate blade on the end of that stick there. Anyway, right. I noticed a little <laughs> Well, that's the important part, Matt. The, the sharp part's the important part. So they work hard on <laughs> Stick that Stick them with the pointy end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the artwork is still pretty good. Don't get me wrong. I, I yeah. still like it. But not, but I mean, overall though, it's, I, you know what? I'm going to give it a, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a straight C. I'm going to give it a little ding for the artwork because it's just not my favorite. There we go. So, so, so I think I would give this a C plus. Okay. And, and that's like the bottom end of it for me. 
I yeah. think if you if you're going into green, this gets way better, like you guys have said. Yeah. Where yeah. you can stack those discards, and I think there's three of them in the deck. So, but like, I look at this, and it reminds me so much of like Orc Grunt, and the fact that it only costs two instead of three. It's like, well, at two cost, this actually seems pretty decent. Um, there's, but there are a lot of really good cards in dungeons that make me think, oh, not so much. That's why I think I'm settling on a C plus. But if I'm into wild and I have stuff to faction this with, this, this probably goes up to a B or a B plus. If I'm if I'm going to be factioning fairly consistent with it, yeah. Good stuff. All right. Uh, so just to overview that one, I gave it a C. Chris, you were you were a C plus. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And um, Tim also C plus. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, not bad by any means and definitely it can shine. I mean, these are like floor. Very situational. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, next is a three cost action called Bushwhack. Uh, a plus oh, yeah. just for the name. Um, the artwork is fantastic. It shows uh-huh. a bunch of uh, ogres about to uh, bushwhack some unbeknownst uh, adventures. Now, did you guys know? I I knew that bushwhack meant like to clear a path through a jungle, or like to live in like a kind of an, a wild area or like untamed place. I didn't know it meant uh, like guerrilla warfare or like uh, ambush tactics and stuff like that. So oh, I think yeah. that's what it is here. Pretty cool. I I learned that today so today bushwhack is a bushwhack has multiple uses people and i encourage you to <laughs> use them i also encourage you to buy this card it's awesome let me finish the description of it it's a six damage action so that's what it does it's three costs and gives you six damage that's it if you can faction it however it does the draw card discard so it does the cycle and discard all right which is pretty good and it's faction so you can trigger this it doesn't happen automatically all right correct um the kicker here is when you acquire it has the when you acquire this card put it on the bottom of your deck uh function as well so you can buy this early and put it right to the bottom of your deck holy cow it's awesome early game it's awesome late game it's awesome it's always awesome it's six damage for three cost uh there's very it's very rarely I would not buy this card, um, no matter what the game state is, no matter what, uh, unless I had like a really perfect fine tuned uh, engine that wasn't using green. Uh, but anyways, I give this an A, guys. I think this is a fantastic card. Uh, it might be my favorite wild card, maybe not, but it's up there. Um, I like it a lot. What do you guys think? Um, I think I would give this. I think an A as well. Um, very, very similar to like Elven Curse, which is phenomenal, like A plus card, right? It had the factioning, it does a little less damage from factioning, but gives you cycling and stuff. But the acquire to the bottom of the deck, I think puts it not quite on par with Elven Elven Curse, but damn close. So that's I think it's a solid like high A. And the artwork is super cool. It's awesome. Like in the details and stuff, it's so cool too. Like there's a lot there. Yeah. So n- not a ton to add for this card from me. I'm I'm with you guys that I think it's super great. 
that that early damage it gets you by going to the bottom of the deck is awesome. I think that, you know, as we kind of saw in the base set, you're really incentivized to go heavy in on green. <laughs> and like, obviously, all the colors, you know, reward you for being heavy in that specific color. But I think it almost felt like green more so than some of the rest. Mm-hmm. And, and that definitely feels true in this set as well. Because, you know, the the six damage for three gold is great. But then when you're factioning that too on top of it, um, it's just even better. So that's just the one little piece that I would add to it. Um, I'm really torn uh, between A and A minus a little bit though, just because uh, I like my A's to have like draw a card stapled onto yeah, it or something no, for sure. I hear you. It's not like a super sexy A, you know, but it's right. just like a solid. Doing I so mean, good. The cost of efficiency on it is just ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go A minus just on the principle there and to switch it up a little bit. That's, yeah, okay. uh, that's, that's my grade. That I was leaning to that as well, but that final ability the to the bottom of your yep. of your drawback pushed it up to it. And, and I and this is a good thing to mention. Tim mentioned last episode, and he, this is a great way to put it. He said, "At the very least, you're going to top deck it on your next shuffle. At the very least, right? If you have some other draw or scry, you could even be quicker than that. Or if you have a very thin right. uh, draw pile, mm-hmm. it's going to obviously come quick. But even if you don't now." Think about how valuable it is to top deck a good card that you just bought. It's super like, valuable. How yeah. many times have you bottom decked a really good card that you just bought and uh-huh. it screwed you over, right? How many it how many times have, have I bought like Elven Curse, like turn one, turn two, and I don't see it for three or four turns and I lose the game because of that? Yeah. This and then it does. That. And then it misses the next shovel. You draw it late, and then yep. it misses the next shovel, right? So and it can like, actually compound. Yeah, it, it can yeah. compound. But with this, that's not going to happen. These cards that you buy are going to see play. You know, it's super powerful, uh, and mm-hmm. don't don't overlook it. Anyway, uh, I really like the way Tim put that, and I thought it's good to explain how valuable it is. Okay, uh, Timmy, you're up next. Yeah, I am up next with the Elf Treasure Hunter that is a three-cost champion, uh, a three-defense non-guard that as the primary ability, you expend it to get two gold, and you can faction it for three combat. So I think this is pretty solid as a as like an economy champion. Uh, if I If I'm... If I'm playing a cleric or something mm. else that really likes those sorts of cards, this is a great card. If if I'm playing a fighter, maybe not as much, but even then, like I don't know, two gold for what a other champions give? Champion. Do any other three costers provide two gold? I don't think I don't they do. Believe so no, and so it, it's very good. And the three damages of faction ability is good. Yeah. And I kind of yeah. like um, that it's a non-guard, so you can hide it behind like some orc grunts or whatever other cheap like guard champions mm-hmm. and maybe get it to stay out another turn or two. And I think it's pretty good, man. Yeah. And and this as 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 a point, like we have said, like on the explore card, you have that uh champion which i also believe is on the bushwhack card is this champion 
is one of the characters on it. So like, it's cool to see those characters go throughout the, it might be her. Yeah. You might be right. Yeah, It looks like the same outfit and stuff. So I think it is, it's just a different artist that did the cards. Yeah. yeah. So it's really cool to see that through like the set. Just wait to see the artwork. Now that said though, this artwork, hate to jump in here. It's a cool picture of her, of the elf treasure hunter, like in a cave with waterfalls behind her and a torch. Yeah. It's cool. But I actually like the other, the, uh, what was it? The, um, the explorer. explorer. I like explore better. Yes. The explorer. It's even better. And that features her too. But anyway, it's awesome yeah. to see them reappearing. Cause you're like, Oh, I know it ties the story in together. And it, it really, it, the, th- the theme is dripping on this guys. It's they really knocked it yeah. out of the park on the project on the production really can't overstate it. Sorry. Um, so, Chris, so I didn't grade this. Did I, I think, I no. think I would give this a solid B. It's a good uh, cost effective champion. If you're going for economy, if that's not what you're looking for, you don't want to buy this card. So, mm-hmm. but I think it's pretty solid. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna ride the B train as it were and give it that same grade as well for a lot of the reasons that Tim stated. You know, we think about like um Brolin at four, you know, she mm-hmm. costs more and obviously she has um some she's a lot harder to like, kill too. Yeah, yeah she's absolutely. <laughs> Elf Treasure Hunter is a little squishy, but just that that two economy on mm-hmm. a champion. Mm-hmm. To provide two economy is super great. We've already seen how um, expensive things are in dungeons overall, so that makes this card valuable in most circumstances. Um, obviously, like a great damage card you're going to buy over her and that kind of stuff. So there's things that are better than the Elf Treasure Hunter, but it's going to, if you buy it early, going to lead to a good mid game, I think, for you. So for that reason, I give it a B. Nice. Uh, I am on the B train, guys, but I'm the freaking engineer, guys. I, I'm I'm calling for everybody aboard because I'm going to give it a B plus. Ooh. Um, the two economy is huge. Early game now, uh, my rating might be uh, I. When I look at these in a vacuum, I'm, it's not really a vacuum. I'm looking at it like as a fresh start to a game. I haven't bought anything yet. I'm looking at cards on the market row. If I see this on there, this is going to be a pretty good target. Um, it's a really solid card. Early game, later game, not so much maybe, unless you're already into green. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to give it a B plus. I, I really like it. I also like the theme of the elf treasure hunter popping in in, in different situations. It, so I'll give it a little boost. And throw it at B plus. And I would say, like as a cleric, this is way way better. It's an A. For a cleric yeah, or A minus maybe, yeah, especially yeah. early because early game you you can't afford a lot of the expense and stuff, and, and then and you, you buff it up and yeah. it's, Oof. yeah, this is a great yeah. card, guys. It's not a sexy, it's not a sexy B plus. Like it doesn't do a lot of crazy stuff, but it's just it's got it's really just a solid, solid card, stats, yeah. and the cost performance is insane at only three cost. So, all right. Yeah, really strong. I think we're seeing again wild with some really strong. We haven't really seen uh, horrible cards yet, right? I, I, I think overall in dungeons we're seeing a lot of pretty solid cards. That even the situational cards, like their floor is a little higher, I think. Yeah, than in the base set. We're seeing some power creep here for sure, and it, you know what? That's a good thing. Open up the engine a little bit. Let's see how let's see how the Hero Realms engine can go. The core set established kind of how it goes. Let's mm-hmm. test the boundaries a little bit. I'm fine with that, you know. 
um, I, I'm really enjoying it. Now, I'm sure we're still going to need to tweak things a little bit. Uh, but anyway. I, I need uh, to play I need to play some dungeons without heroes to get a feel for how ooh. that stuff works, too. That's, <laughs> that's something I haven't thought about with these cards. So It's a good point, because it's a good way to learn uh, just how the cards work, yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, at the end of all these guys, we'll just give a quick overview about what we think about wild in general, because I think we'll have some comments there as well. Um, yeah, but that before good. that, we, but we still got some cards to get through. Um, Chris, you're up next. All right. We are looking at a four cost champion. It is Overseer Gazat. That's how I'm going to pronounce that. And this is the big brother to the Goblin Guardian that I talked about uh, on on the last time I was up. So this one is four gold to buy. It's a guard of four. It gives you four damage when you expend it. And it says target opponent discards a card. Now, this one I like a lot better than Goblin Guardian. I think that mm-hmm. the the four combat is just makes it so much more relevant that like you don't have to be in green necessarily to pick this one up because the damage is that good. So um, overall, I'm waffling a little bit here. I think I'm going to go B just as like it's, it's putting in the work and just a, a solid card here. Um, yeah. Over to Tim. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree. I'm going to say B, um, as a side note, this is the big, uh, you know, goblin or orc, whatever guardian that's on Bushwhack. He's on there. Oh, nice. He's the dude on there. And, uh, oh, yeah. the, the one downside I see to this is that it's a four defense guard. Like, I feel like that threshold of five defense is where I want to see something like this. And so not great, but the four combat is really solid for a four cost champion. So I feel like they put the, those points into the combat rather than the defense. So it does a little more, but it's not going to last stick as easy. So it, it's that balancing act. I think it's pretty good. It's a solid, solid card, uh, probably in the mid to low B range for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm agreeing with you guys. I'm looking back at the guardian. I forget what I gave this. We gave him C's, didn't we? I think I gave him a C or C plus. This yeah, shows how great my yeah. memory is, guys. Um, this is definitely better value at four than the Guardian is at two. Even though it costs two more, you're getting a lot more. You're getting a really solid champion, I think. All right, you got Tim already mentioned. Yeah, it's a little bit weaker in guard, but at least it is a guard. Uh, at only four, it's it's kind of a shame, but. That four damage is huge. I mean, that's a hard-hitting champion at only four costs. Yeah. There's not a lot that can do that. Uh, and, of course, if you can also make your opponent discard by fashioning this, it's great. Yeah. And the art is also strong as well. I'm going to give it a solid B, I think. Maybe B minus, B, B minus, uh, probably a B in most cases. There's some cases you might not need it or you want to stay away from it, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, solid B. Okay, Um well, we'll keep on moving. Next, we have a four-cost action. This is called Treasure Hunt, all right? And it looks like we have some more. They're at least elvish treasure hunters. I don't know if it's the same treasure hunter. Or I think it's supposed to be. It's just a different artist. Different yeah. artist, yeah. Well, there's there's three of them in there, too. So maybe mm-hmm. she's the one taking the picture, yeah, assuming this is an action shot they're uploading to their elvish Instagrams. Um <laughs> 
There we go. Got some. Chris wasn't paying attention. If he was, he would have laughed at it though, because it was good Elvis. Sorry, good Elvis I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. It's all right. Hey guys, we we this is hard damn work, guys. We're, fo- we're you know trying to focus on multiple things and record this is, is tough work. Um, for cost, awesome uh, artwork on this action card that provides three gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it factions for five damage, which is mm. kind of crazy. Now here's the kicker, and this is what makes this card incredible, uh-huh. in my opinion, is you can sacrifice it for an extra three gold. All right. So basically, guys, Reach. if you buy this card, if you pay four card or four gold on this in a future turn, you're gonna have six gold potentially if you choose to to scrap it. Holy crap, this is awesome. It's an awesome early game. It's a good flexibility card. It might even come in. You might not want to scrap it if you can faction it and get some of that damage because five damage right. and three, and three uh, gold is really good. Uh, or you just might want to blow it and to buy something big with it, you know, and step up your step up your deck building that way. It's an it's awesome card. It's lots of flexibility. Gosh, I feel like I'm giving out too many A's, but it I is know. A, it is wild, and it this happened with a core set too. Like most of those are A's. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid A though. I can't even give it an A minus. I can't give it a re. I can't think of any reason to give it an A minus, except the artwork isn't fantastic, uh, <laughs> but it's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to give it an A. Yeah, solid A for me. Uh, Tim, I think you're who's up next in the yeah comment? yeah. So um, I I'm I'm debating if I want to go A or A minus, and I think the fact that the reach to sacrifice it for three gold keeps it a solid a for me. Um, and that faction for five damage is kind of nuts at a four cost. Like you can buy this turn one as most classes, you can have four gold or turn two, you know, like early game, you can buy this really ups your economy. And it gives you that reach for the big bombs, like in just one card, if I can buy this turn two get six gold on turn five six or whatever with it all i need is another gold or two and i can get the biggest cards in the game i don't think right there does it there's no other card that gives six gold is there no not straight up there's ones that like pit trap you can get that can incrementally give, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that another time. Right? Without relying on any other interactions or any other stuff, uh-huh. definitely not For in the sure. core set. There's no single card no. in the core set that gives well, that gives sticks. Well, um, it's so, it's one of yeah, those things. Where, it's one of those things where Chris was saying, like, because he brought up pit trap, and I I, I had like a twelve gold turn with that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've but had. It, it's 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 much like the uh, uh, close ranks. Where it's like it's a solid card, but then you get the when it goes off, it really goes off. Oh, this yeah. is just going to be solid all the time with treasure. Like yeah. I, it's ridiculous. The only time you're not going to want to buy this if if it's late game, and you don't have any wild cards in your deck, then you're going to leave this be. But the rest of the time, you're buying this card. So yeah. like, you guys talked me up on this one a little bit, and I haven't played it that much i i think i've only bought it one time obviously i did see that ability to sacrifice it and get it up to six gold and you know theoretically that's huge i haven't you know worked that out yet um but how would you guys compare this to nature's bounty like it's it's not better than nature's bounty right 
Yeah, it is. Or do you think it is? Yeah, it is. I think oh, it's yeah? Ray Banner. Mm-hmm. Maybe like especially in the context of the set with all the expensive cards. No, I just think in, yeah. Well, yeah. Not only that, what but nature's just bounty gives you four gold, and you can sacrifice or ally to discard. What is it that it? It's ally to discard, which I think is good. And then you and sacrifice it for some damage. For four damage. Yeah. For four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it kind it's of great. flips some stuff around. Yeah. Nature's bounty is great. I'd probably say nature's bounty is an A minus though at this point. Uh, once it's one, it's one of those. If I see both of these on the row, it's going to depend on the game state which one I buy. Right. Early I'm game, probably I'm probably buying treasure hunt. Buying treasure hunt. Yeah. Late game, <laughs> I might go nature's bounty because of that sacrifice for damage. And the discard. Well, if I have other discards, then yeah. nature bounty is better. Yeah. But like right. early game, but, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's an inter- really interesting question. This is why we love to discuss this stuff. Like how, mm-hmm. how is starting to compare these now and really looking at the differences between this and bounty and uh, yeah. I think this is better, to be honest. Just six gold in a, a single card. That, that's where it is. The fact that it has that reach. Yeah, that it yeah. has that With reach. no faction, you don't have to rely on anything to get that to six gold. All you got to do is play the card and burn it, and you got six gold it to, to spend. Right. So, you have burned crazy. it at that point, though. Um Anyways, I, I do think the the versatility that comes with it, you know, you can like buy something with that first three and then depending on what flips, if you want to burn it then to like buy mm-hmm. a bushwhack that flips or something, you know, so um, I, I do think that's great about it. There's something it's just missing that that special level to hit a for me. So I'm going to go a minus okay. again here. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah again, well, a lot of these wild cards aren't. That I keep using the word "sexy," which is a horrible card to use for cards, <laughs> uh, but here, here we are. Um, it's like flashy, it's not that, though. I get what you mean. Yeah, it's not that flashy. Flashy it's just is like, the right word. It's just econ <laughs> and damage, and maybe some discard here and there, and that's basically wild. Though it does, there's not a lot of tricksy stuff that goes on. There's some, but not much. And yeah. uh, I think you're right, though. When I think of like the A, like the truly great cards in the game, they're the ones that do kind of some hijinks on top of everything, yeah. right? On top of good stats, yeah. but. Or at least draw or do something, right? But anyway, yeah, this is just still a solid day for me. Okay, uh, let's keep rolling. So, we so everybody gave their grades, right? That was A A A minus, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So our next one is a five cost champion, Gemla Wolf Scout. It is a four defense non guard champion. It gives you two gold and two combat, and will faction to draw a card. So. This is tough. I don't think this one's that good. Honestly, this might be the most disappointing card in the wild bunch for me. Um, Or, or if it, if it's not, it's, it's pretty close to it. Um, Just at that cost point, I feel like this should cost four. If this costs four, I'd feel a lot better about it. But at the five cost with the lower defense and that main ability while good is not amazing. Like it just, it doesn't do it for me. I think the art's super cool. Art's the best part about the card. I, I love that like wolf armor stuff. Like that looks mm-hmm. super cool. It's fantastic. But, uh, but I think, I think I'll give this a, a C. I think that's fair. Um, Chris, you're next in the rotation. What do you All think? right. Yeah. I, 
I want to like this card. It's got like all the things, right? Like it's, it's right. it gives you economy and damage and draw a card, but it's just like it feels a little spread too thin across mm-hmm. all those things for the price point, as Tim yeah. mentioned and stuff like that. Um, I do think that you know if you're if you're in green or if you can get this behind some things, I think there's some good potential here, and I sure. I, I, I want to like it. So I'm going to bump it up just a little higher and go C plus to be a, a little bit different there. But the the point about the the defense being only four is a little bit of a stinker. Like you never really want the defense on your card to be less than what you paid for it. Right. And that, uh, you know, kind of yeah, sticks but out. You, you look at all the potential you're getting from the different things. And but I think, yeah. like you said, it's kind of a jack of all trades and a master of none. Mm-hmm. But for five cost, I want a little bit more. Uh, it's not bad. It, there's situations I mean, where it'll be good, but the cost just, performance is not great. Just look at five costs. Kristoff the just two gold, three healing allies to draw a card. And that's a five defense guard, I think. So like yeah, when you're comparing yeah. it to other five cost champions, I don't think it cuts it. That's better than this. And Kristoff isn't even that great, you know, uh, right. but he's, yeah. he's better value yeah. than this, but he's better value than this. Uh, I'm going to give it a C minus. All right. It, it, yeah. Just not that great. The artwork is fantastic though. The wolf checkout Gemla wolf scout looks, uh, looks artwork cool. if you can. Yeah. Great artwork. All, All right, right, Chris, let's keep it, keep the, keep the train moving. Yeah. So now we're looking at an action that costs five. It's called wild charge. It gives you seven combat and an additional three combat for each other wild card you have in play and target opponent discards a card. So you get that full effect. That's all of the card. There's no factioning or sacrificing or anything. You just get all of that as soon as you play it. And immediately what I see when I think of this is like, got to compare it to wolf form, right? And it's pretty awesome. Uh, even compared to wolf form. Um, I, you can make a case. It's even better because of how much damage potential there is here. So, um, I really like this card. I've, I've gone off. I did 13 damage with it and it wasn't like a big deal. <laughs> like it was pretty yeah. easy to do. It wasn't hard damage. without even thinking about yeah. it. You did 13. Yep. Yeah. I was just like, boom, 13. And you know, you're, <laughs> I played a couple other wilds. They gave me damage too. So, you know, classic wild doing wild things. I, th- doing I think, damage. I think this could potentially have the most damage of any card in the game. Yeah. It, like it's possible. Potentials, the highest. You, you might be um, right. Yeah. It, this, it this might, might be better be than out close ranks for that. Yeah. Close ranks, it, it, close ranks might have a word, like to have a word, but it, it's it, it'd there. be close to that range where the potential could be like, yeah, ninety damage or something. Yeah, it's insane. Interesting. It's insane. Um, again, so like on on rate and effect and stuff, I'm gonna go A minus here. It's super powerful, and uh, there you have it, A minus. Let's uh, send it to the next person. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, also a minus artwork is fantastic. Not quite an a, but it has the potential to be an a plus. I mean, and if you have five, this is a good card to do the market test on the market road test. If you have five gold, you're probably going to buy this card. You're probably not going to buy any other five cost cards. Even if wolf form is out there, I'm probably going to buy wild charge over it just because I see the potential for it early game. Uh, a minus for me. I yeah, I I think I'm gonna agree with you guys on an A minus. Um, I think it's really solid. Has a lot of potential. 
the more wild I have in my deck, the more I'm going to love this card. It can go up super high, but even seven damage for five costs. If you don't look at the basically a faction ability to add three damage for every card of the faction, um, which isn't a faction, but kind of right. But seven damage and discarded a card is pretty. I mean, I would say like that sort of level. You look at the four cost seven damage cards in the base set. They don't have like a second ability on it. This is a five coster, but it has two more abilities on it. So yeah, I'd say it's a real solid A minus. I just thought of a name for that mechanic. Uh, multi-faction yeah. is what it should be. Just like factions multiple times. Yeah, they, they have the they have the double faction abilities oh, really? in Star Realms where like you it requires two cards of that faction to, to get, get that. When, faction, when I hear multi-faction, I think multiple different factions. Yeah, you, you're uh, thinking okay. about like uh, compounding, count faction <laughs> compounding. Yeah, we need to think of a good name for this. There's got to be. I'll good. go back to the we drawing should, board with it. Yeah, we should coin something for this though. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, it should be. It should be the faction squaring. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Listeners, if you have anything good, please please submit your ideas. Okay, keeping it moving. Uh, next, we've got a six-cost champion. Probably, perhaps, and I might be overreaching, and I'm probably going to, and Varric, forgive me, this might be my favorite champion name in the game so far. Mm-hmm. I, I love oh. it for some reason. Den I, Mother I Morga. Den yeah, Mother Morga. Now, if it, it had been Morga, comma, Den Mother, it would not be nearly as, as attractive. <laughs> but Den Mother Morga, it just has just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. It's great. Uh, also, the artwork is fantastic. We have it's mm-hmm. it looks like a Den Mother Morga. Uh, it's an ogre Den Mother <laughs> with a big old axe uh, and a big old beer belly. And she looks like a, uh-huh. a badass. And, and it's awesome. Um Unfortunately, her six cost might not be lie uh, the highest value for what you're getting in terms of the, the actual card. She's uh, a five guard or five defense guard, and her main ability is to do two damage and make your opponent discard. All right now, that's great, and especially when you think about all of the prepare champion prepare abilities that are starting to show up, you can get multiple discards from her, which is incredible. Uh, her faction ability, however, is just two more damage. So you're basically just getting four damage and a discard from her. And a pretty decent guard. Okay, Now, that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. This is all really good. It really is good. But for six cost, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you look at it, you're like, well, is it really that good? If she can stay out multiple turns, she's great. Uh, but again, she can be fireballed. She can be discarded by fireballs from hand. Uh, yeah. She's not that hard to kill. Clerics will love her, mate, probably. Um, thieves will probably love her. Uh, she's a good card, but I'm not, she's she's not in A territory. And I, I feel like I have no. to pre- pre- preface every non A grade for wild with an apology because all of these are so <laughs> damn good. Uh, but I don't think she's quite at A for me. Um, the artwork is an A and her name is an A. Plus, uh, but I'm going to probably just stick closer to like B, B range, I think. Um, she's solid, but not great value for six. That's my evaluation. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I I agree with you uh, uh, on pretty much every point you made here. I think with 
what what's cool about this instead of it being like four damage and ally to discard a card yeah that it's the, that it's got the two abilities the two combat and opponent discards and then you add the damage with the faction and so if you have and there are even more of these abilities to prepare champions in this mm. set if you can get this with those prepare abilities this card gets amazingly nuts up um but if you don't have those, it's kind of, eh. and so I think I'm good. I think I'll give this a B minus. Torgan With is the only other champion that can do discard on expand. By the way, right. And so, like, like it. Yeah, it, it's hey, similar to that. It's it's solid, but it's really going to be dependent on what I have going on with my deck. Aberon the Demon Slayer would like a word with you about your. Yeah, that's a new one too, man. Okay, it's a new one. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, but, but we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so Tim, wait, sorry, grade? Tim, was that a B? Yeah, I, B minus. I, I gave a B minus. B minus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that's about what I'm feeling on this one as well. But I think she's a great like enabler, and what I mean by that yes. is that um. Like you're not gonna stack much discard in this set without like something like her around and her having that on the primary and activating your goblin guardians or your overseer gazette or whatever, like and then preparing her. Like Den Mother Morga is the key to stacking discards, maybe in the in the set early on is something that I'm thinking. And we all know how powerful that is. So Oh yeah. I think I, she's got I, some high power potential. I, I played. I played against a breastplate cleric that was able to keep this out forever because because yeah, they would clerics. they would stack they would stack that out there or they'd buff her up and then I'm discarding cards so I'm not able to get all these down and and like in those situations this card's amazingly good this but in other situations this card's kind of eh. yeah <laughs> I think it's really situational yep yep which is why so, the B B minus range is where like those like it's really good in the right situations, but the rest of the time it's not that great. Yeah. Got it. All right. Chris, so you settled on B minus too? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's keep them rolling. We got another big our, champion coming up, Tim. Our next one is a seven cost champion. And I like his the title part of his name. It's Chore the Underdweller. I, lo- I like the underdweller part. No Sorry. comma, by the way, guys. If you're yeah, no, comma no, here. no comma here. <laughs> um, I think the artwork is really cool in this one. Um, he is a six defense guard that gives you five damage as the primary expendability. And he has the, when you acquire this card, put it on the bottom of your deck. So... <sighs> I don't know what I feel about this card because it looks really good. Like the art's cool. A six defense guard's really good. Five damage on a champion's good. Costs seven. To the bottom of the deck and to the bottom of your deck. And it's is the bottom also of good. the deck. But at seven cost, I'm kind of like, eh. I think I give it a B. Plus. How I often are you going to buy it? If you have seven gold. I'm, I'm not. If there's other seven costers out there, I'm not going to buy this as much. I mean, there's even if there's not, 
even if there's not right. other seven costers out there, I'm probably not going to buy it. I think. Anyway. But if if I have seven gold and like dead mother Morgas out there and this and some other stuff, I might buy this over depending on the situation. So I, what did I say? A B. B, I think a B yeah. plus, but we'll let you roll it back. If I, you I'm changing it to a B. I think it, I think it's a B where it, it's like it can be solid. It's probably not going to be my first choice for stuff. It's hard to get a give a seven cost or a B. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to do that. Chris, what do you think? I'm feeling a lot of the same ways as Tim described there. Like I want to like the card, but the it's almost like the the primary ability of it is a little underwhelming almost like you think of like Torgan at seven, he's, you know, making people discard a card and yeah. only one less damage. Obviously he doesn't have the bottom deck ability, which we've talked about being powerful. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm willing to go B minus on this one just because like the power level is there, you know, because it's, it's got big numbers, but at the same time, when you contextualize it with the row, he's going to get passed over pretty I, often, I think. I, I really think this should cost six. Yeah, That's I like I, where I would like this card. I love it. Decent. Decent. Yeah. I, it might be too strong with the bottom of the deck ability. Okay, now here's my but, spiel. But on anyway. For six, I mean. Now, I, I think um, I'm probably closer to a C plus, or that's, that's what I was initially thinking. But when you think about the acquired to the bottom of the deck if somehow early game you can get seven gold and get this guy out quickly he can be a huge nuisance to your to your opponent Mm -hmm. who might not be able to get it out uh especially if you're playing a cleric or you know somebody else who has very low damage or a thief maybe thief who didn't buy damage and didn't line their knives up So there's some situations where this could be an awesome card, especially early game. The later the game goes, this is a really underwhelming card, and it kind of fails the market row test for me, where I'm not going to yeah. buy. I, I'd almost rather buy like a lower cost card and see what flips than spend seven gold on this thing, <laughs> five, seven gold. So that's why I think I, I lean a little bit closer to C+. However, if you see an opportunity to get it out early game or to get it catch your opponent flat-footed where they don't have damage to take it out. Um, the bottom to a deck ability is super powerful and it could make this really good early game. So I, 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 it has some potential for sure, but I'm still going to go C+. I think the other situation where I found myself like buying this card is when I just have a bunch of champions and a bunch of economy and I'm right. putting up a champion wall, like this is a solid part of that wall. Oh yeah, yep. Oh, you know, totally. so like, like, but it's not going to be like the cornerstone of it, you know. So yeah. it, it's a C plus is not bad, by the way, guys. It's right. still like pretty decent. It's a decent card. It's just not compared to the cost performance of some of these other cards. It, yeah. It's not a, yeah, That's about it for me. How about our next one, Chris? Well, I can't wait to read it because it's so good. <laughs> uh-huh. Full moons call. It is a seven cost action. It gives you six damage, and it says draw a card for each wild card you have in play, including this one. So, (laughs) yeah, at the very worst, it's six damage and draw a card. But I'll tell you what, it basically never does just that. (laughs) Um, Some of the craziest turns I've had in my limited experience with dungeons has been with Full Moon's Call. You can just Uh absolutely go insanely off with this card. It does work such that 
you can play full moon's call and then you draw a card and oh what did you draw you drew explore well when you play that explore you're gonna draw off of the full moon's call and then draw and discard for the explore and oh when i drew and discarded well i ran into the gemling or whatever that has faction to draw a card so i play that and i'm drawing two more and stuff like that so um this card is, is is really fun it's super powerful you don't have to buy too many wilds before you're really like doing the thing no hesitation a boom yeah yeah if, i'm if gonna have you... to agree go ahead man oh sorry sorry yeah uh i'm gonna have to agree with it this is solid a artwork also solid a it might be the best artwork in the wild uh, dungeons for me. <laughs> Great werewolves howling at a, at a full moon. Um, the potential here is just off the charts. I'm not sure if any other card can potentially draw as much as this can. This right. might have the highest potential of a draw in the game. Absolutely, it does. Especially think about if you're playing with the base set and with dungeons and you only buy cards from the wild faction, you could be drawing 20 cards with this card. And then if one of those cards is wild charge, you're getting three damage for each of those cards. <laughs> My God, that combo is your opponent oh. already hit, can see your opponent can see yeah, it about I, a minute ago. <laughs> uh-huh. That's when you're like, come on, just let me play all my cards, man. Um, the artwork's great. Uh, this is a very, very solid high A. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Could this be might be the best card in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. If not yeah. the yeah, the the whole maybe the whole set. It might be, yeah. All right, guys, here we, we have arrived to the final card. Thanks for sticking around with us. But, man, these are so much fun to talk about. The time just flies as we're talking about it. Uh, this is an eight-cost champion, Auburon, comma, Demon Slayer. He sounds awesome. He looks pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, he's not so awesome, though, unfortunately. Uh, in fact, who is the eight-cost champion we were talking about in Guild? Um like Ungar the unbeaten yeah Ungar the unbeaten like took the title of the worst eight cost um champion from Arcus I think Abron said here hold my beer and jumped up <laughs> the head and said uh, actually I might be now let me stop and say uh his ability is to expend to draw a card and make your opponent discard a card awesome ability super strong okay but that's all you're getting from Abron right uh, he can also faction to draw another card if you have uh, more wilds out. And he's a six uh, defense non-guard. He's awesome. He's cool. He gives you some awesome abilities. He does no damage at all, and he gives no econ at all. Yeah. And to me, feels like it, it's almost like they forgot to print something on his card. Is yeah. how it feels like to me. Like they forgot one. Lo- they forgot one of the icons uh, when they when they designed the, the card. This. Um, Hold on. I'll, let me. Yeah, I'm sure yep, we can all finish. lay into it a little bit. For eight cost, it <laughs> it's really overpriced for what you're getting. All right, it's again powerful abilities, but not worth what you're not worth the eight. I'm gonna give it a, a C minus, guys. Uh, I, I'm tempted Ooh. to go D plus, but it, he could be so good with other stuff that, uh, it, and he's he's pretty strong. He'll stay out there. And again, we're seeing getting eight gold in the dungeon set is not so hard to do. It happens quite frequently. So you, and sometimes you actually have like 16 or 15 gold and you can buy multiple bombs on the same turn. Um, 
and those are the cases where you might take a go with him. All right. Uh, yeah. and it could work out, but otherwise not great. I'm going to go uh, B minus guys or no, I'm sorry. Uh, C minus C minus. Yeah. So um, I feel like this should draw two cards at eight cost and do the discard. Mm. If it did that, I would feel pretty good about this. Uh, the fact that it just draws one card and discards while a really cool combination, you need to throw something else on there for the eight cost or it's never going to be worth this card unless I'm going like in a full discard type build where I'm trying to lock my opponent out. And this, this with like Den Mother Morga and some other stuff like can really keep those discards out and keep it out, in which case it it would be awesome. But uh, I think I give this a C. It's really at, at eight cost. It doesn't feel that good. I love the artwork, like the little like demon statue in the background is awesome. Uh, I think he might be awesome. I think that might be the Elven Gift Sword. I kind of want to look it up, but it looks like it's got like a goldish glow and stuff, but it is very similar to it. It's an excellent yeah. artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's probably not the Elven Gift Sword. Now that I look a little, it's really similar. Yeah, another Elvish sword, right? Right. It's clearly of Elven construction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Tim. Any concluding thoughts before I? Uh... No, go for it. He settled on okay. C. I'm at C minus. Okay. So Oberon, Demon Slayer, got an awesome sword. What in the F is he slaying these demons with? He doesn't do any damage. He's got a sweet sword. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me, you guys. Yeah. I, it is like, I, I will heap praise upon this set for all of its flavor wins and the artwork and all of that. But this is like one tiny little fail to me. He doesn't stun champions. He doesn't like it doesn't make any sense. The demon slayer guy with the sweet sword in the foreground is not hurting or damaging. I, it just <laughs> it blows my mind. All that said, um <laughs> I I think it's a really fun card to play. Have you guys had this one in play? Yeah. I, I have. have. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty fun, right? Like, and usually, you know, you're drawing a card and then you know, you're kind of going for wilds because the I'm the usually fashioning this, so I'm drawing a couple yeah, cards. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you are drawing two off of it a lot. I think one word that uh Tim kind of used earlier was that like this is not the cornerstone of your deck, right? So like when we're doing deck building, you kind of like buy a card and you're like, yeah, this is what my deck's going to do. And like, so Oberon is like a supporting cast member, in my opinion. And, to- and he, an eight, cars, eight cost card should not be a supporting card. That should be the cornerstone for your deck. Well, yeah, here, yeah, but I, here, th- I think that's a fair argument. Go ahead. All right. Now, this is a great segue because I think we've all kind of shared. Did you give him a grade, Chris? I am going to go... B minus. I'm gonna keep him out of the C territory because I, I had a lot of fun playing with him and I think the the upper level of the power is is there when the when the cards come together. So okay. um I, yeah, there you go. All right, so let's wrap this up into like an overall discussion of wild, and then we can finish it off now. But as a segue into that, Tim mentioned like a, a cornerstone or like a foundation piece of a deck, and I think that's the that's the usual way we think about like building a strategy or identifying a line that you want to take your deck and going for it. What are you building around? What are you trying to do? 
right? And it's especially when you got a big card or when you buy when you get a chance to get a really nice card, that's what you're going to focus around exploiting and taking advantage of. Um, what I'm seeing in dungeons is it's more it's not so much a foundation it's it's more like a voltron type of deck where you're taking like these different Mm -hmm. multiple pieces that weren't possible before in the core set uh and kind of assembling like i will take abron demon slayer i will also summon the red tiger also i will form the head Uh, that's for uh voltron guys i don't know uh, how old you or if you like Power Rangers, it's the same thing, right? Same, same, same stuff. Um, you can buy these big cost cards, even cards, even mid late game, and kind of use them to beat your opponent mm-hmm. that way. And it becomes almost this like massive slugfest uh, using these big uh, components yeah. of the game. And we see some of that here with with the wild uh, of the stuff. I, I, sorry, I was talking more about the whole dungeon set in general, but these are some of the things that came to my mind when Tim mentioned the foundations. What do you think about, do you have any rations to that? I don't know. Like, I feel like some, I, I just keep thinking about Auberon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I look at a card like, like wild charge. Like that's something that I can, I can build a deck around a really great card. Like if, even if he had his ability and plus two damage for each wild that you played, that card goes into amazing territory. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, well, wild charge is, is way better don't. than Auburn for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and it costs five. When am I going to buy? I don't know. I bought it sometimes because there's crap in the row, and that's the only good card. So I, that's about the only time I buy it. So overall, I think the wild faction is pretty similar to what it was in in the base set. Seems as strong as damage. Ever, Damage, gold, discard, some draws, uh, some cool shenanigans, I, I, especially with like full moon's call and wild charge. Some of that, your 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 chances to get discard locks, I think, are going up, especially if you're playing both core sets together. Like you could very easily get discard five multiple turns in a row. And with and the hook at level thirteen, that. the hook upgrade as well is going to make that. Yeah. Also, even even without that, like just the fact that like <clears throat> the uh, what's the the Goblin Guardian? If you can get a couple of those out and another discard yeah. card, there's your two opponent's discarding them, three or four for card. Yeah, there's three of those Goblin Guardians. So yeah, yeah. Um, I I also think overall it's got to be, and we'll have to look at it when we finish all the other factions. But the grades that we gave these are pretty high, I think. I mean, it's mostly I, a like low A minuses and in B pluses, a few C's, and that's it. I, um, I think. I think that one thing that's interesting in the core base set that uh, we a lot of people felt like the wild faction was really really good, and the other ones could be good, and blah 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 blah. Um, I feel like in this set, all the factions feel much more balanced against each other. Because they're all kind of at that wild faction kind of power level. Yeah, that's different what I was ways. gonna. I was gonna ask you guys, like, so we said wild is kind of back to its shenanigans from the first set and doing a lot of the same similar things. Um, but it it doesn't feel to me like wild is definitively the best color in the same way that it does in the base set, basically. Yeah. 
Um, I do like that they added. So I kind of felt like uh, Wild was a little vanilla in the base set. There wasn't too many yeah. like super interesting or cool things you could do. I think they improved that a lot in this one, especially with those um, like Wild Charge and Full Moon's Call. And mm-hmm. then just like how the the factioning they make you they're making you work for the discards a little more. They're not stapling it onto sparks and elven curses mm-hmm. left and right. You got to, right, you know, it's yeah, exactly. Now, as Tim mentioned, those discard locks can happen because it's on the faction bonus of three champions that you got in play already, you know? So like it, it's still there, but it's just there in like a, a different way. So overall, I, I, I really like it. Um, and yeah, awesome stuff. Wild for wild. Wild thing. You make my heart sing. All right, guys. Well, uh, that wraps it up for this uh, second emergency installment of Sparks and Recreation. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got uh, probably one more coming with the final two factions, Imperial and Necros. And those are they might be my two favorite of 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 the set um so that's gonna be a lot of fun to go over this there's some amazing cards left to go over guys uh let's, you guys have any final it, thoughts let's call it special episodes because it doesn't really feel like an emergency <laughs> but, then, yeah. but we are well, doing extra been, yeah. i mean emergency we're going just at feels pre- wrong to me well yeah well I'm, emergency meaning like it's all hands on deck we're we're moving as quickly as we can we're taking so, extraordinary so these are overtime episodes is what it is. Overtime episodes. <laughs> we're working in overtime. timely fashion because we know there's been a dearth of new information on a lot of this stuff. So we're so happy to get it out. We hope you enjoy it. And by the way, guys, it's really amazingly fun to play. Like we are having so much fun playing oh. it. Uh, they really knocked it out of the park with, with the design. They really did. I, um, I'm going to I'm gonna throw it out there to anybody that's doing the beta um I don't know what's going on with like the matchmaking, but I'm having a heck of a time trying to queue up like 48 hour games and stuff. Most of my gameplay comes from challenges. So anybody that's in the beta that wants to play some games, I'm more than happy to take challenges, send them to agency 13. I'm sure Jigmalingpa and double dubs would love those challenges too. All of us. are So, um, uh, I, cause I don't know if they have something going on with the matchmaking that's working different, but like your 48 hour games will time out and stuff now in the beta. And I've so I'm not getting matches. Canceling them sometimes and then starting a new one will sometimes find one right away. Um, Weird. I, I'm not sure what's happening. It's, it's still a little buggy and there's probably not that many yeah. people. In and there. it's a beta. Yeah. So send me challenges so I can play these games. <laughs> my, my theory was like, I wonder if, you know, the queue's a little fragmented because, like, I just kind of assume everyone's queuing up with dungeons and call to arms. But I wonder if there's some people that are doing dungeons, call to arms, base set, or which some is other the default setting, which is how it's default set. I, I I've been doing mostly right just dungeons, so that could be uh, part see? of it. Yeah, that's it. Really? I do dungeons and I do both of the new sets, guys. Yeah, I do me it. too. Okay, me too. Anyway, so. Cool. Uh, guys, this was great. Hey, Chris, do you have any final thoughts before we sign off? Uh, just watch my stream, man. That's the whole deal. Got to pitch the stream. Twitch.tv slash double dubs. That's it. Uh, eight Wednesdays at 830 Central. If you want to see these cards in action, it's been super fun playing them. Come check it out. And thanks to all our patrons. Thanks, everybody. Uh, hope you enjoyed this special not emergency emergency episode uh, <laughs> of sparks and recreation. Um, 
enjoy the holiday season. We got at least one more coming up, hopefully soon. Uh, Stay tuned and be on the lookout for that. Thanks, everybody. Catch you next time. made it to the end of the show. Congratulations. You're a nerd. Tune into the next episode of Sparks and Recreation for more on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms.